Brilliant Earth is the global leader in ethically sourced fine jewelry and the destination for creating your own custom engagement ring. Choose from a variety of beyond conflict-free diamonds and other fine jewelry crafted from recycled precious metals at BrilliantEarth.com. Now, if you use the Wells Fargo Jewelry Advantage credit card, you can enjoy no interest if paid in full within 12 months, subject to credit approval. See website for terms and conditions. For the 12-month financing offer and to shop all Brilliant Earth selections, just go to BrilliantEarth.com slash bachelor. Oh, yeah. I've been rapping for years and everything. Yeah. <laughs> You've been rapping in the house? Oh, yeah. I'm going to need for somebody to give me a beat. All right. Okay. Sitting right here with people I love the most. Raise your glasses up. Get ready for a toast. Mom and Dad, Chillin' and Colton sitting here. Once you guys will talk to him, there'll be no fear. Hey! Hey! Welcome to Bachelor Party. I'm Juliette Littman. I'm so sorry I'm late. There just was so much to process. With the hometowns, I mean, some tough dads. I'm excited to talk about it and to discuss it. I have with me my close pal, Lauren Zima. Juliet, hi. Lauren. Yes. We're tired. (laughs) (laughs) Lauren, who's your favorite dad? My favorite dad. A lot to choose from. By a long shot was Cassie's dad. Yeah, he was good. He He was really good. This man who looks like this sweet all-American dad. They couldn't have been more of a leave-it-to-beaver, good-looking, blonde and brunette family. But even though he never changed the volume nor the tone of his voice, I found that man to be petrifying. <laughs> Are you trying to talk like him? He's a guy. He's just a guy. He's just a guy. <laughs> he was really—he was tough. I liked when he was like— so. Colton, because he's a robot, asked all four fathers if he could have their blessing. I was not a fan of that. I am a 21st century gal. Although this today, I've been telling several friends that I think I would have been really wonderful as a late Victorian era, early suffragette in Britain. Like, mm. like 1897 in London would have been my time to shine. But anyway, I'm a 20th century woman. And as such, you're, you're a beautiful contradiction, Juliet. <laughs> <laughs> I do not want my future fiance to first ask for my father if it's okay because he's not in the relationship it's not up to him it drives me crazy that they do this and often it seems like a trope of the show but it actually seemed like colton was insistent that he had to ask like it was really really important to him i'm 100 on not doing this anymore i think at the very least you have a conversation with both parents and i like that The wording of can I have your blessing versus your permission is used. I mean, I get that when you are moving forward into marrying someone, you want to get along with their family and you want their family to feel good about it. That's the ideal situation. It it doesn't always happen. But there's something that bothers me about it, about asking the fathers only. The moms are all there. Get both parents in the room. Or what about just saying, not even asking, but being like, I love your daughter and here's why. And this is why I want to marry her. Like, not even like asking, like, like there's like a dowry to follow, but just being like, like, listen, you've never met me before. You haven't seen your daughter for eight weeks. But hey, like, we're really in love. And here's X, Y, and Z. Like, maybe try to make them feel a part of it. But no, Colton didn't do that. He just wanted the dads to say, okay, go for it. I will give, as much as I love Cassie's dad, I'll give 
a second place shout out to Tasha's dad. Tasha's dad. Only Love for them. the line, you can't microwave a relationship. That was amazing. Ping. <laughs> I just wish he'd been, I mean, Cassie's dad was the toughest on him. He was like, it's, it would be a premature blessing. I believed in Tasha's dad and then he did that quick 180. He was like, yeah, you know. know what, actually, it's all good. I know. Yeah. My favorite dad was John, Kaylin's father, oh, not biological. God. That was really beautiful. That I, was honestly like just a really lovely moment. I was sobbing. It was really sweet. He just seemed like yeah. a really kind man. And he, their relationship was really sweet. Well, and you think about the fundamental of, she said he came into her life at four or five years old. Yeah. He's been her dad her whole life. So already, you know, this guy's got the chops. He's a good guy. He yeah, does the totally. right thing. And then for him to say, after all he did for Kaylin, for you to hear him tell other people, well, I feel she's really made me a better person. I'm like, oh my God. I know. <laughs> Make him the bachelor. I mean, I, I think he's happily with <laughs> Kaylin's mom, but what a guy. And now that we've reached the end of the episode, we all know Kaylin is out. First, two-part question. First of all, how surprised were you that Kaylin was eliminated? Not at all. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I was surprised. I Tell thought me it, why. I thought it was going to be um, Hannah G. I just thought that that mm. date was, like, the silliest, and they had, like, the—and while their physical connection is obviously, like, overwhelming for Colton, I just didn't think there's a ton else going on there. I She is someone who— has not caused any drama with Colton nor with the other sure. women. I mean, zero conflict. And that kind of makes you think, look, is she not mentally stimulating enough for him? But I think in other ways, she's stimulating it's enough true. for him. I, I guess I'm, a, I'm thinking like a woman and of course she's a man. <laughs> well, she's so. very much his type. I mean, I had, Wells Adams and I were talking about that. He just said, my boy Colton is going to end up with a blonde. He said that to me weeks and weeks ago. He said, that's just his physical type. So I thought Hannah G was going to stick around because there had been no problems because physically they can't stop making out. I think Taysha probably stimulates him um, He's up there, in if the not the most zone. mentally. You she's think? not in the friend zone, but she's in the mom zone. And I think that you make a good point. With Hannah G, like there's been so much drama and so much of this season. She's had no feuds like, and no one has like insinuated that she's not ready or she wants to be bachelorette. And so, like, it's almost easy to keep her. And, like, of course, he wants to do, like, the easy thing, the fun thing. Why wouldn't you? There's also something to her relationship being easy, right? I sure. mean, she hasn't even—and I think maybe the issue would be have they talked through deep stuff? Is there deep stuff there? I, we haven't heard too much about, like, issues in past relationships with her. Uh, I know she talked about her parents We don't know up, anything about it. her. We know nothing about her. I forgot until someone reminded me on Twitter that she was actually a pageant girl, too. Yes, she was. She competed she against Hannah— B. Yes, and Miss Alabama. Wild. Which is, yeah, very wild. But they've completely ignored that from the pageant gate storyline. I, th- I thought he really did like Kaylin, but in retrospect, there was something that caught my eyes. I was watching that I was like, oh, that, that says a lot. She had a lot of people at her, ho- at her hometown. Like there was like a big barbecue and he seemed really uncomfortable with that. And in fact, there was like a moment of B-roll where sh- she, Colton and, and Kaylin are like at the bottom of the frame and they're just by themselves not talking to anyone else in the family and they're kind of like just not really mingling and I was like oh that's a really bad sign like he's mm. not talking to anyone and in my head I was like ugh that's not going great also if I were her I would like not be enjoying that I'd be like why do I have to babysit you I haven't seen my family in two months I want to see them mm, interesting yeah for me I think I was just looking at the construct of the episode the way that they were setting it up that she was so into him yeah. and then when you heard him with Cassie he was so wanting that validation from Cassie. I was just, it just felt like it was coming to this head for me. But 
I also think with Kaylin, I will say, look, she was the only one to say, I love you. Mm -hmm. And I mean, maybe that was sort of what set him over the edge of, I know I'm going to send her home because I'm not there with her and she's so there with me. So I need to end this before it gets even more serious in her mind. It's true. Although, did she say I'm in love with you or did she say I'm falling in love with you? No, she dropped the album. I'm in love with you. Poor Kaylin. She seemed like genuinely shocked and really sad. She was saying, he is the person for me. I see us getting married at the end of all this. Yeah. She was the firmest in her affirmations, for sure. That's not a good sign heading into into the next week. For him to send her home when she was so— When, yeah, the one girl who was, like, really into him, he's he's sending home because he doesn't feel it. Which is, like, it makes sense, but I'm just saying, like, let's put all rational dating stuff aside, like, within the construct of the Bachelor world. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't seem like things are really— Going great for him. Well, let me ask you about the Cassie thing. Okay. Because I think it's one of two paths in his relationship with her in terms of why he chose her. It's either that there's something appealing to all of us about wanting what we can't have. Mm -hmm. You know, when we're not getting that, that's the thing that we want. And she's not giving him that validation that he wants to hear. Or— did he keep Cassie around because his feelings for her are the strongest? And it's that, like, gut, I know that I'm into her thing, and that's why he kept her around even when she wasn't telling what he needed to hear. I think he is really into her. Yeah. I, I okay. mean, go if you go back earlier— She's his type. Yeah, and you go back earlier in the in the season, like, there's a couple of small pieces, like, when they were at the night market or the, the street market in— um, Vietnam, I think. When wasn't any someone at a market in Vietnam this season? <laughs> they get, when they We've like, either been on a boat or at a market all season. They have a relationship. The way that she talks to him, except for when she's like saying she doesn't know how she feels, she kind of allows him to be in a position to like make her feel better about herself. Like she, they have this one moment where she's saying that she, he calls her awkward, and she was like, "Oh, am I?" And then like they talk about how she's awkward. Like she's always kind of plays like this like damsel role with him, and I think he responds well to that. Whereas. Kaylin, which is, which is, Kaylin is obviously incredibly strong. Like, everything we know about her, she's been through a lot. And, like, I admire her. And he had, like, a lot of conversations this season about if he, like, how he loves strong women and how they've nurtured him. But just like so many men think they want a strong woman, but really they don't. Like, he wants someone who, you know, makes him feel strong, but isn't necessarily a strong woman herself. Like, it's it's not the same thing. And he's, I think, confused by that. Colton's an interesting dichotomy to me. And I think he— is also still very much figuring himself out, which is okay. I mean, at 26, you should be. But I think on the one hand, you have this super traditional guy, football player, all-American guy. You know, um, he's takes—he's even to the point of, like, his faith, but other things, too, playing a role in taking his virginity very seriously. Like, there's a lot of traditional aspects to him. And then, on the other hand, he's a guy who um, is okay having these conversations really openly and sort of beautifully about, you know, sexual assault and about, like, why he's a virgin. And so he—I understand why— he can be confusing. <laughs> and maybe he's even confusing himself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he, you know, he he obviously just doesn't have enough life experience. Like, I don't know. It just goes, it goes without saying. It's 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 ridiculous. One thing I thought was really funny, his hometown date with Hannah G when they're doing the etiquette class. First of all, I'm sure he's never heard of Emily Post. Duh. Second of all, he was so like, he, it seemed like he took that very seriously. He did. Because the way he's talking about the bread and like only have like, a little bit of a bit at a time he was like so blown away and like flummoxed by it I was like dude like calm down this is a bit like I, I don't know do you happen to know who plans those because like I wonder who was like let's mm-hmm. do a, an etiquette class to spend to pass time 
Dude, unclear. I will say, I think, I mean, I think it's a combination of producers planning them. Yeah. Um, and there's one who kind of is the head of that. Uh But then also there's so many times, I think especially when a date feels weird, that makes my alarm bell go off of like, something else was planned that fell through, whether it was for weather or location thing or whatever. Like, remember on JoJo Fletcher's season when they were all, like, doing massages on each other in a hotel room? And it was like, oh, because they had another date, but there was this huge storm that happened, you know? So the etiquette class felt a little out of left field for me. But then I thought to myself, you know what? Literally any activity would feel out of left field because I don't know anything about Hannah G. I don't know. Yeah, we don't know anything about her. (laughs) I don't know. And it's funny. She's like actually has a a, a newfound career or not newfound, but like a new new type of career. She's an Instagram influencer. And there's none of that on the show, actually. Right. How would she talk? I mean, she hasn't talked to him about her job. Now that I bring that up, none of these women talk about their jobs at all. Well, I'm not sure that Kaylin has a job. Yeah, I'm not sure she does either. But I don't know what— Oh, Tasha's job is like a phlebotomist She's a phlebotomist. Yes, okay. And it's actually funny because she was not the one who talked about having her blood, blood drawn. drawn. It was Kaylin. It was Kaylin, yeah. Can I talk for a minute about that tour? Sure. It was the worst tour of a town I've ever seen. It, it was literally—it <laughs> was two stops, and one stop was, here's where I used to get my blood drawn. And then the next stop was, you know what? It's so cold that we're wearing coats. Let's get some soft serve ice cream in a parking lot. And she kept saying, it's the cutest little town. I was like, I know. It, it don't look cute. It didn't look cute. No. It didn't look cute. All, <laughs> the, all of the dates were bad except for Tasha's. Let's talk about the weird Frankenbite with Tasha's date. So she, um, you don't see her saying it, but you hear her saying that she's not leading Colton on the bird box challenge. <laughs> yeah. And that's because he's wearing a blindfold. Um, bird Box came out in December, I believe, right before, right before the New Year, around Christmas. Yes. And this was filmed, uh, a lot of logistics actually in it, too. This was filmed early November, I believe. And therefore, they could not have seen Bird Box yet, unless Tasha like, has some weird Netflix hookup, but I doubt it. And so, therefore, she had to have recorded it like as a pickup sometime in the year 2019. And you know what? I didn't need it. Me neither. I didn't need it. There's nothing about a blindfold that only indicates Bird Box sure. to me. And it, it at this point, Bird Box now came out months ago, so now it seems like a dated joke, even yeah. though they went and added it in. It was unnecessary. The funniest part to me about that was that as she was putting Colton into a car, he said, wait, is this a car? What else would it have been? <laughs> I was dying. What's this metal box? You open the door. Like, it's like, what? You know how the Amish have, like, special carts to go with their, bu- like, their buggies? Yes. That- that could have been that. He's uh, a mar- he's so weird. I mean, you could have made a Fifty Shades of Grey comment. You could have made a, th- there's a bunch of blindfold commentary to be had. I do not instantly and only think Bird Box. I didn't need it. Could yeah. Save the trip to the voiceover booth. Yeah, agreed. And then Tasha's fun. It's funny. Like she had the most high concept date, or like mm-hmm. they did they did the most on the actual date, but then. She had the least number of family members around. Like, it was the most intimate gathering, really. And I, I This is it. interesting that you look at this because I have to say I've never thought about the number of family members oh. at a date. No, I'm glad you're opening my eyes to this, Julia. What do you think it indicates? Because, yeah, some—Hannah G had a good amount, too. Yes. And Kaylin, they had big groups. They went beyond—to me, I would just have parents and siblings. Like, that's all yeah. that I would go with. But I would imagine there's probably part of your extended family wanting to be on the show, like, or I don't know if you're really close with people. But it, what do you think it says about a person if they have a big extended family at a hometown date? I think in general, 
it doesn't bode well for the future. Like, it seems like you need to, like, pack the room to get a, to get a lot well, going on. Because logistically, what probably happens, too, is if you've got this big group of people there, then with the lead, Bachelor Bachelorette ends up having to do is sort of small talk and work the room and mingle, mingle and impress everybody versus having legit, like, real deep and worthwhile interactions with your closest family. Yeah. And I think with, like, in the case of Kaylin— there was, like, a lot to navigate there. There was a lot of people to talk to. They were frying food. Yeah, and it was also, like, they, what, get three hours there? Maybe less. I bet not a lot. Like, I would say three is probably the max. And so you can't do that much in that in that period of time. And so, like, if if the point is to, like, see if you can imagine yourself with those people, like, you'd want to have fewer rather than more. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I want to talk about Hannah G's family. Thank you for bringing them up. <laughs> no one has ever looked less like her extended family than Hannah G. It was shocking. It was rather striking. I appreciated on a very specific level that when Hannah G and her mom were sitting across from each other, what was bringing them together to me was their highlighter. They both had such a bold highlighter at the top of their cheeks, and we were just cutting back and forth to the side profile, and I thought, you know what? The highlighter's popping, but nothing else about this is popping or making (laughs) sense. Even her mom had an accent, and she didn't. Where is she from? And I I thought she actually grew up in Wisconsin, but lives in Alabama now. Interesting. I think that's what I read on the streets. Well, and I wonder if it's this pageant thing. This was a lot of people were talking about on Twitter, how Kaylin was always billed as being from North Carolina. She's Miss North Carolina, but we go to her hometown, Virginia, Virginia. and you wonder how much bouncing around is done so that you can compete in a certain area for a pageant. I was up in arms about that at the beginning of the season. Yeah, the pageant bylaws. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Up in arms. (laughs) Exactly. And this accent thing threw me— Look, I lived in Missouri. I went to school there. I get, like, if you're from St. Louis or Kansas City, you don't necessarily have an accent. You can be from rural Missouri and have an accent. But I did wonder—what I always wondered about with Hannah B. was if she did pageants, or maybe it bodes well for you to keep an accent, but I would think if you're doing pageants, you're trying to train that accent out of yourself. But maybe she leaned into it, and good for her, if so. Hannah B., I mean, she's got a heck of an accent. Yes. (laughs) And it it won for her. She was Miss Alabama. She she beat— that's what she, Hannah G did wrong. I think she beat Hannah G, mm-hmm. in fact. I don't know. Everything with Hannah G's date was just really weird. And have you seen the movie Sweet Home Alabama? Of course. It seemed a lot like that. She reminded me of Reese Witherspoon going back to her family in Alabama. Oh, I see exactly what you're saying. Well, the whole time watching Hometowns, I was thinking, I wish we'd gone to Hannah B's hometown because I wanted to be immersed in like a Steel Magnolias so, scene. <laughs> oh my God, so good. Um, on that note, Reality Steve tweeted that, and I I just want to be clear, I saw this in the Facebook group. I didn't seek it out myself. He tweeted that he had photos of Hannah B. showing up to Hannah G.'s date when they were in Alabama. Oh, well, that was in a a bit of a teaser, I think, unless it's for something else. In one teaser, you see a scene of Hannah B. seeming like to come back. It was in last week's teaser. Yeah. So it was confusing that she wasn't in this episode. Maybe she comes back in another episode. And, or maybe and they release it online as they've been doing this season. Which I kind of like. The extra clips. Do you? I don't mind it. If it's good, though, why not put it in the show? I mean, I know there's time, but... Well, to build up the social <laughs> presence. <true. laughs> I mean, yeah, it is true. It's a very much like an online show. It's strategic. Show. I like it. So there is that. But yeah, people people were wondering about that. And I was wondering about it, too. I, I like Miss Hannaby. Like, this is a boring... This is a pretty... 
hometown dates, though, to me, where, where do you fall? Because I don't love hometowns. It's so much filler. It's you. What happens is, quite literally, the women are separated from each other, so you lose a lot of the drama that you've gotten so invested in, which yeah. is between the women and about And that's Colton. been the, this whole season, is, is yeah. the drama between the women is better than, is the yeah. best part and of the show. and everybody's like, I hate to say it, but, you know— I mean, at the end of the day, it's a TV show. Everybody's like happy to see their family. And you're like, oh, this is like a lot of happiness. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, you get some good emotional moments, but it's also hard because you're watching one episode with this family and you're thinking, well, I mean, even if you're not consciously thinking it, there's a big part of me that just doesn't care because when am I going to see these people again? It's you know, true. They're not the characters that I've come to know on the show. You're introducing literally dozens of new characters 90% of the way in. But I do want to ask you about Hannah G's beatboxing. Did you watch Yes, that? at the very end. I've, I, I literally, you know how when you're a child and like something's so awkward that you have to turn away? Yeah. I, I, I had to fast forward. I couldn't watch it. Yeah, it was it was uncomfortable. It she's, was, she's an enigma. <sighs> but like if that's who she really is, like why didn't we get more of that? Like weird girl. I'd like that. I would really like that. Literally all we've gotten is makeouts. I know. That's it. Because we I haven't know. even seen her interact with the other women. So we know nothing. It seems like she's well liked though. Because when she came back at the end of last week when she got the rose— on the group date, like the one where they had like the train in the mountains, it seemed like Kaylin and Tasha were both excited to see her. Yes. It's also interesting because Hannah B and Demi were sort of known to be causing yeah. some drama, but those three were like a, a, a triangle of trust, like Hannah, Hannah, and Demi. Yeah, I, I think that um, which was taken to Instagram last night. They were like commenting on each other's pictures, like, miss you, girl, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Those three ever since, or did you did you comment that? And I was like, oh, yeah, good point, Lauren. Oh, I think I, I said I love this trio ever since you yeah. left the jungle to get burgers yes. and champagne at the hotel, yes, which I a did. Great, a great that moment. That was a freaking great move. There were no rules to that jungle I'm not date. roughing it. No, thank you. I'm totally with them. That sounds great, burgers and champagne. Yes. Hell absolutely. yeah. The show has suffered since Demi lost, left. There's no question in my mind. I like her a lot. I think she's really quick. She's really great TV and I think that she gave us everything we want out of Bachelorette contest or Bachelor contestant or Bachelorette, which is the she was funny. She gave drama, but she also kind of brought it back to a grounded place. She'd been through some real stuff in her life. She's cute. Like she just checked all these boxes of a very memorable contestant for me. Oh, totally. I don't even want her to go to paradise. I'm not like obviously she will, but like I'm not even sure she'll thrive there. Because she needs, she's an antagonist. Like, she needs to have some kind of opposition. You know what I'm saying? I keep thinking that she does, she is reminiscent of Corinne to me. Yeah, of course. Um, they, I think they tried to paint her in a similar light. And I'll, well, I mean, because of the whole scandal thing, you know, we yeah. never like saw Corinne in paradise, really. Right. So I, I don't know how Demi's going to be in paradise. It's hard for me to tell. I think she'd be good as the bartender <laughs> alongside Wells. Is he doing it again? Do you happen to know? Uh, I don't know. I bet they haven't cast it yet. So, yeah, I don't know why he wouldn't, but I. Uh, I, I feel like I, she's more than just behind the bar. That I don't know. She's out there. You know, she's running around. I want to ask you about Tasha and Colton. Okay. Because I want your thoughts. To me, I think that Tasha and Colton's connection, first of all, it leans more friendship to me. Yeah, for sure. Because he's talked so much about his physical chemistry with both Hannah and Kaylin now. And look, we have seen moments like when they were leaving on leaving Tasha's hometown, he's like, one more kiss, one more kiss. Yeah. I think they're connected, but I do think it's not as... It's not as sexual. Not yes. as carnal. I also think it's been a little bit um, sped up by the types of dates they've had, which makes it ring not as gut or not as like true to me because they had the bungee jumping date. Yes. You totally bond with someone when you're maybe going to die. They had the date where they... Plus, that crazy adrenaline rush, which like yes. makes you feel amazing, like, and you share that with someone else. It's like natural the chemical Molly. of it. Yeah. yeah, 
Then they have the date where they just get to cook at his house. And I think in this process, you so cherish a sense of normalcy yeah. that that would just feel like it went great. At his house in at quotation his marks. quote unquote house. Actually, that wasn't in the Denver. same house that he left at the beginning of the episode. I don't think that was the same bedroom. I mean, I never trust an alleged apartment on yeah, this show. Of course not. Remember when Joe and Kendall met up after Paradise and he, he had like a loft apartment in Chicago. That, that was, was really like, weird. <laughs> it was so weird. Um, and then they do the skydiving. Right. And so it's another date where you're put in this extreme situation. I think you chemically bond. You're all elevated. Like So there's something about Colton and Tasha to me where I think— I don't know that I believe this just because of the types of interactions they've had. Sure. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Like, they're, they don't really seem like there's actually substance there, but there is a lot of shared experience. Mm-hmm. And so it's almost like it's, it's a good point. Like, what do they actually have in common, though? Like, we don't know if they have anything in common. You know, I just thought about whether or not I know, if, whether I know if he has anything in common with any of them. Um, I don't know what he likes. Other than his dogs eating sushi and, and working we have out, heard none of them talk about having a dog. It's true. You think you would have met a dog if there was one in the picture? Just that Catherine woman in the beginning, and she's long gone. Yeah, I know. Wow, it's true. Like those are the only things he's known to like. But like, in some ways, I think that's made this season successful because again, it's been so much more about the women, and you want a lead who puts the women front and center. Like not not because like you like them, but that's just like better TV. Mm-hmm. So it's like actually made him a good, like, vessel for the show. Though there's no future for him in any of these women. Like, that's extremely clear. But, of course, there's so much anticipation going into next week. And let's talk about that. But first, let's talk about today's sponsors. Own iconic luxury items at unreal values with The Real Real, the leading reseller of authenticated luxury from top designers. Shop from designers like Louis Vuitton, Gucci, Rolex, Cartier, and hundreds more at up to 90% off retail. New arrivals come in daily, and every single item is authenticated by the Real Real's team of experts. In fact, the Real Real employs over 100 brand authenticators, gemologists, horologists, and art curators from around the globe who inspect thousands of items each day to ensure that every item is 100% authentic. Shopping consigned women's and men's luxury fashion, as well as fine jewelry, watches, art, and home. Shop online, visit one of their stores in Soho or West Hollywood, or visit one of their luxury consignment offices in Chicago, Dallas, Miami, San Francisco, and Washington, D.C. New customers receive an automatic $25 off at checkout. You can shop in-store, online, or download the app and get 20% off select items with the promo code REAL. That's R-E-A-L. It's therealreal.com and the promo code REAL, R-E-A-L, for 20% off select items. Article is an online-only furniture company that offers beautiful, modern, well-made furniture designed with Scandinavian simplicity in mind. Online-only means that Article is able to eliminate the layers of traditional retail so they can keep prices low and quality high. No showrooms, no salespeople, just savings. An Article is serious about shipping. No matter how many items you pick, every order is shipped at the flat rate of $49. In-stock items can be expected in two weeks or less, and Article even offers in-room delivery and assembly assistance. They have the best customer service in the biz and a 30-day no-questions-asked return policy. I have two article items. Oh, actually three. And I really love them all. I have a lamp. I have this awesome cabinet that is supposed to be for, like, dining room stuff and wine. But I put linens and shoes in there. And a really great media storage next to my couch. They make my apartment look a little bit higher end, a little bit more polished. And I couldn't be happier with them. If you're interested, Article is offering today's listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim this offer, visit article.com slash bachelor. 
That's all it takes. Go to article.com slash bachelor and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash bachelor to get 50% off your first purchase of $100 or more. All right. So here's who we've got left. Okay. But Juliet, I need your opinion on one more thing. Okay. Kaylin leaves. Yes. Can we talk about her exit? Yes. Because exhibit one, she did not say goodbye no, to Tasha or Hannah. No, she just said, I love you to Cassie, her she, girl. She said, they're holding hands. I've been calling them the sister wives. I mean, they are I so like close that. with each yeah, other. I like that. And it's weird because it's like they're so close and then they're both, you know, in the final four. And she— That's why it won't last. You can't meet your new best friend and, like, your boyfriend at the same time. You, you only get to, smitten with one. I'm trying to think of another time, like, another time where it's happened that the final—the people in the final were also—there was, like, a really close friendship there, you know? And it's it's been hard for me. Nick and Ben are pretty friendly. They're the top three with Caitlin. But oh, like, God, I forgot about that. But, but were they that friendly then? Not you really. Know? And also, everyone likes Ben. I can't really think of another group either. I'm not now having a hard time— even naming Ari's final four, Becca and Lauren. And then who were the other two? I have no idea. <laughs> I have no clue. Okay. So, uh, so, so they're standing they're there. Hands. They're holding hands. Kaylin is sent home. Her face says it all. But she turns to Cassie and says, and I quote, bye friend. I love you. I love you. Get, Get engaged. engaged. Yeah. That Give girl's a competitor. That girl is, is in it to win it. She wants to win all the time. I respect it, girl. I respect it. I was distracted because it looked like she got her lips touched up in the week off. <laughs> her lips looked noticeably a little plumper, a little fuller. And that's okay. I I thought I will say I thought everybody looked great. And I loved wherever that rose ceremony was. I think that's a venue I, in LA that I've been to before. I believe it's the Lombardi House. It was that yes, I was trying to remember the name, Julia. It's the Lombardi House. I'm like I've been to a party there. It's a few blocks it's away. It's very pretty. Okay. I too have been to a party there. We'll go there after this. It's on it's on Bronson <laughs> Street. It's between like Franklin and Hollywood. Right by the one on one. That's kind of a curse of watching the show and living in LA sometimes because you're like, wait a minute, are they Malibu? We Nothing makes okay. me feel worse about myself than when on Vanderpump Rules they go to a place that I really like. I'm like, okay, well, that's out. I can't go back. Or does it just make you feel great? About no, yourself? it no? doesn't. Okay. I love them and I love that show, <laughs> but I don't want to live in the same world. Like, yeah. I I don't want to have any universe. Because it's experiential, overlap. it's escapist. Yeah. yeah. And so, anyway, that happens to me frequently. But yeah, that, that was at the Lombardi house. And she says, get engaged. What was your reaction to that? I was just like, this girl is here because she wants to win. Like, she, I think she throws herself into stuff, and I loved it. I thought it was funny. You Like, she wants like Kaylin I, wanted to win, or she wanted Cassie to win at that point? I think she wants, like, she anyone just wants to someone, win. Yeah, okay. And, like, if it's not her, she'd like for it to be her homegirl. What was your reaction? Oh, it was—I mean, I did look at it and think, you know— Maybe she's just telling her friend who she loves and cares about, like, you know, I want you to be happy. Go get it. And Or maybe, you know, Cassie's the one who hasn't shared her feelings. Maybe mm-hmm. she was kind of trying to tell her, like, step up, do it. Just dive in, you know? Um, but when somebody leaves towards the end, I'm also analyzing the crap out of the way they leave because I'm watching it and thinking if they're trying to leave in the best way possible to maybe become the future lead, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that was just an interesting thing to say to me. And it's also funny to hear people whisper on the show because I'm like— you're been mic'd this long. Just say it loud. Like, yeah. we're going to get a—we're just going to read the screen anyway. In that moment, though, it was so quiet in there. No one was talking. She probably was doing it more— It's just awkward. Because it was quiet, not mm-hmm. because, like, she didn't want anyone to hear. Like, she knew she knew it would make it on screen. She just seems, like, shrewd. And I—I'm on Hannah B's side, which is not to say I dislike Kaylin, but I believe what Hannah says about Kaylin, which is she's a little bit of a chameleon, and she's a little bit of an actress. And— 
um, specifically when it comes to competition. And, you know, that that's okay. And on that, similarly, did you catch last night when Cassie's talking to her family and she was like, if I were to, w- like, want to get married, and then she <laughs> almost says win, basically? Like, oh. I know, you're just scaring me because I don't want you to, like, be mad at me if I want something to end up. Maybe you don't, I don't want, I just want you to, like, trust me. You know, that's, that's how those two, I think, were approaching it. I'm... Definitely. The more I've thought about it, I'm definitely more on the side of the house versus Cassie and Kaylin. Mm. But, you know, I don't know. I hated Cassie's final outfit last night. The white crop top and the white skirt. Like the mermaid skirt. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm very interested to see how the women tell all episode will turn out because of this, like because of the discussions that were alleged to have had all the women coming together, having watched this season. I'm very interested to see what comes out of that. Interesting. I, I don't care about the women tell all at all. I just care about my, what is, what has frustrated me this season is there's been a lot of back and forth thing about things that were allegedly said. I know. Show us the footage. Show us the footage. And it's frustrating because Look, this is a reality show. We see literally everything else. So we're like, show us. And so on the one hand, well, it's great at causing drama because no one knows who to believe. On the other hand, it's frustrating. And I also think that, I don't know. I don't know what the win is here because there was a conversation. I was trying to remember it before. There was another time when some kind of conversation was had in a van. It was on a recent season. It might have been Crystal on Ari's season that a convo happened in a van. Yes, it was. And then there was no footage. She said she wanted to be Peter in the van. Yes. Yes, she wanted to be Peter. And then we kept hearing, okay, we're going to put like GoPros in the vans now. I, I don't think that's happened. I think we're still not getting all of the footage. I think like when they're traveling, they're still not filmed all the time. And yeah. I want them to be filmed all the I time. I know. It's weird to me. On the challenge, they're filmed all, all the, the time. time. Yeah. All traveling, all of it. I, it's weird. Do you want to challenge? I need an answer on why not. I don't. Mm-hmm. I used to. We it's fantastic it. this season. They're Ugh. in Namibia and it's visually stunning. A lot of these beautiful sweeping vistas of the sand. Transport the dunes. me. Yeah, exactly. Um, so next week is Fantasy Suites and Women mm-hmm. Tell All. How many of these women does he have sex with? <laughs> I was just about to say what's amazing to me is we talked about his virginity so much in the beginning, and now I'm actually so invested in how this is going to turn out and the fence jump and all that that, like, I've kind of stopped caring about if whether he has sex with anyone. I, I don't do it anymore. Incre- I find it incredibly boring. I'm just like, what is there to say? We know he's a virgin. Yeah. It's odd. Yeah. It's surprising. And he will have sex or he won't. Like, I don't know. Like, what are we, what are we supposed to say? The other thing is— there's not a lot to say that's not pretty mean. So mm. I don't know. I've started to think about the logistics of the order of fantasy suites. Of course. Because, well, we always think about that. Yeah, but now, like, say You've he never goes, wanted to go third more than ever. <laughs> right? But also, how weird is that when you're, like, because his virginity has been such a topic of conversation. Yeah. So say that you're fantasy suite number two, and he lost his virginity in fantasy suite number one. Like, I feel like I would spend the whole night being like, well, how was your first time? Like, oh my God. I feel like I, <laughs> that's really hot. Yes. That's definitely it's what he wants to talk so, about. It's so weird. And then he'd be like, okay, now I'm your second time. And now we're like, you've learned some stuff, I guess. Like, I, it's just odd. I think the worst part about it is that for the girl, you're, or for both of them, really. I mean, for obviously bad for the girl for several reasons. But I think that, it's like the point of the fantasy suite, in addition to having sex, is it's like a moment to be casual and to not be on camera and just be together. Correct. But with like this crazy expectation of like, are we going to have sex? And is it your first, second, or third time having sex? It can't be casual. Like it. 
No. They're so they're and so they can't have like fun. They can't just kind of like get sauced up and like get like have sex and then like hang, have sex again, like, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. They can't do any of that. And so because there's just so much pressure on it. It sucks. <sighs> it's like it's it reminds me of um an American pie, you know how they have prom night. The yeah. movie and it's like really awkward and there's so much pressure on it. Like that's how I'm imagining Colton in that movie right now. Yeah, <laughs> I. Oh man, I'm real. I really am. You interested seem really in the, nervous and uncomfortable. I am. I'm really interested in the order of it. Like that is what is kind of captivating me more than anything right now is what it's going to be and how those conversations are going to go after <laughs> after the first one. I don't know. I know it's crazy. And you know what? what is interesting? I was thinking about this. You know, we've obviously, as the season's been airing, been interviewing Colton or seeing other interviews with Colton and everybody. And no one's really saying that we're going to get an answer in Fantasy Suites. Yeah. Like, no one is promising you're going to find out. So I'm not sure we're going to find out. I know. It's true. I hope we don't. For his sake, I like. I don't feel uh, like it deserves to become public knowledge. Really? I go by the the parameter of, look, you literally took us on this whole thing of— Revealing your virginity. I know, it's like what you signed up for. Yeah, like, I mean, it's kind of like we, I mean, we got the the first book in the trilogy and the second, and, like, now we need to know how it all ends, you know? Um, Like, who dies at Hogwarts. I'm so sorry. I don't know why I went to Harry Potter there. That's okay. (laughs) I was thinking, um, I volunteer as tribute. What's that one called? The Hunger Games. The Hunger Games, yes. I don't read fantasy (laughs) books, but I like the movies. So. Good. Good, fair. And that one is actually a trilogy. I instead of reference like a seven book series. 100% Team Gale, obviously. Love Liam Hemsworth as well. Very handsome young man. Congratulations to him and his new wife, Miley Cyrus. Yes. It's yes. It's, all, it's wonderful. Yes. I'm so happy for them. Love. I'm excited to see how they handle it, I guess. I'm definitely most excited I've been to it for a Fantasy Suites episode in a while. It was good when Kaylin was the bachelorette because you knew she had sex with everyone because like mm-hmm. she had already had sex with Nick. So it's just like, why not? Yeah. But this is like a similar level of excitement to like see how it goes. Well, you know, I think I think actually you and I were maybe talking about this off pod, but there is something about this season where even though it's been all about virginity, it has not been super sexual no. to me. And we've seen Colton and Hannah make out or Colton and Cassie on that uh, fire festival a date in a sandbar they made out in the water because um, they literally had nothing else to do. But— while I hear Colton say that he wants it to be tender and he wants the first time to be important and special, I don't hear a lot of him saying, like, I want to have sex. Yeah. I want the first time to happen. I, I'm, i like, so ready for the first time to happen. I don't, like, get the horniness from him. And I kind of want that. So I, I hope we get that in Fantasy Suites. I know. He, he's really only like that with Hannah G. And I guess a little with, with Cassie. Well, and there's no, there's nothing wrong with it. I no. mean, I really admire and appreciate that he's gotten to this point in his life of saving it and sure. wanting it to be special. But like, you can also just want to do it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know, man. Just, it's natural. Go for it. It's cool. No big deal. Yeah. Whatever. Why not? I, I know. I. It's, it's sad for him, I guess. I don't know. It's just weird. <laughs> the whole thing is so weird. If you had to make a choice or like a prediction, I mean, do you think he? I think he only sleeps with one. Okay. That's my prediction. That would, I mean, that would certainly live up to the standard that he set, for sure. But also, fantasy suites are weird because we never really know exactly what I know. happens. It's not like they ever really tell us. And a lot really of people say us. that not everyone has sex in them. I've totally heard that before, yeah. And also, yeah. it's just like you're happy to be alone. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The logistics of being on The Bachelor seem so overwhelming. I can't imagine. Oh, that reminds me. One of the reasons I think they went to the Lombardi house was because I think that was when the fires were happening in Malibu. 
Oh, instead of going back to the mansion. Yeah. Oh. So they couldn't go, I well, think. So glad we got the Lombardi house. I know. Lombardi house Beautiful is nice. setting. Available for all your events. Oh, book I it now. Probably in some ways cheaper, although probably more annoying to film stuff. But it's like one of those places in LA that you're like, oh, this is just here for filming. It's like not, for, it's really nice. But it's like, for, that's it's it. an event space. Yeah. Um, for filming of essentially. events. Yeah. Home, hometown's kind of boring in general. Uh, I mean, no crazy family member except for Cassie's dad. It wasn't crazy. Just completely logical. Just completely, just a hundred percent grounded. <laughs> Who, whose family do you think deep down disliked him the most? Disliked Colton? Yeah. Um. I mean, I think Cassie's. I I don't want to say her whole family, but even her mom was not into him either. They're also like right off the bat when her, her dad said he's really touching her or like putting his hands. Yeah. I was like, oh, dad does not think this PDA no. is respectful. He it's is not. not here for this. I don't think it's respectful either. Also, these women are young. Like if you're a parent and your daughter's 23 and that she's like, okay, I'm ready to get married to this person. Like that's really young. Mm-hmm. Kayla, even Kaylin's father was, sim- was similar about it too. It was like, why do you have to rush into this for? I loved when Kaylin's dad said, well, what's the difference between like you just being friends? It sounds like you're friends. And that was another indicator to me. I'm like, oh God, even her dad is seeing that they have like I know. a not like romantic relationship vibe or something. It was kind of wild. Where does Kaylin go from here? I don't think she'll be bachelorette. Okay, I'm glad we're bringing this up. Um, why not? Too polished and poised and Mm, but like also a little bit too polarizing at this point. I kind of feel like Yeah, there's that as well. Mm-hmm. I just don't think she's got the sauce. She's there's not there's not really a there's not an easy way to rally around her in Bachelor world. Well, I mean, it's look, I still so, 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 so admire of course, her revealing that story. I just, everything about it, I admire, I applaud. It was important. But then you just take a, what has happened since then. And I think that, like, she's gotten some backlash for people starting to maybe— think that she is there for the wrong reasons, yeah. manipulative, that kind of thing. And that's hard to say you're going to be bachelorette. So I don't know. Sometimes the tell-alls are a big turning point. Mm. But I think even more so than the tell-all, the live finales can be. And like, that's obviously, true. she's not going to be—she was eliminated too soon to be a major player there. So I don't know. It's interesting. Uh, Hannah B's in the running for me. I, I, I Conversely, I think Hannah B started out that everybody was like on Kaylin's side. And then towards the end, she really— All in, baby. 180'd. Yeah. Give me Hannah B. Yeah. Love that girl. I think she's fun. I think, and I truly mean this, I think she would need a little like coaching up. We remember the toast. It was oh my God. the worst toast in the history of time. And it like an she's going to have to be the lead. Yes. It was a not, like no words were said. So I think she's going to need a little bit of coaching up media training, like sure. that kind of thing. But she's fun to watch. She said some wild stuff. She's got that cute accent. Hannah Beast. Hannah Beast. Hannah Beast for Bachelorette. I like Hannah Beast. Hannah B and Demi had the, had the most one-liners. They, they had the most singers. Yes. By, by far. So I'm, I'm in. I think she'd be good. We haven't had a Southern Bachelorette since Emily Maynard. Oh, it's been a minute. And she, oh, I guess we had JoJo, but Texas is like its own thing. Yeah, and Hannah B has a thicker accent than both of them. Oh my God, way thicker. Mm-hmm. I really like her. She also, the way she dresses is nuts. She's like, she wears like a see-through shirt. She wore like How about a, that pink dress with the shoulder pads when she left? Sh- that dress. I actually like that one. That's one of her better looks. That was the one that brought me back to Steel Magnolias. She, <laughs> totally. <laughs> That's a great five. I love Steel Magnolias. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I, I, I would have liked to have met her family. It's a bummer. Hannah, drink your juice. Um, <laughs> for the women who are remaining, are there any that say possible bachelorette to you? Ignoring the potential outcome, just if you're looking at. Sure. I don't think so with Cassie. Okay. I think she seems too much like a snake. I, I'm like definitely not on Cassie's side. Okay. 
Tasha, I like a lot, but I think is too normal. Mm. And I think I'm against Hannah G in principle. I don't think you can go with an Instagram model for Bachelorette. Interesting. It would just reward like this ecosystem that is already like in some ways detrimental to the show. Well, I will say it's a little weird. Like, how do you introduce her? I mean, yeah. model. Like, are you like filming her as she's taking selfies? There is something. It really bothers there. me that none of these women, their careers are mentioned at all, unless it's being in the pageant. Well, but then you got to look at like with Colton. All we, I mean, I guess maybe I'm, they don't want to make him feel bad. He also doesn't have a career. But that, I look and I look. I mean, he's doing amazing things with his charity and nonprofit work can turn into a job. But I don't know that right now Colton has. I mean, he doesn't have like no. a paying job outside of stuff with the show right now. No, but that I mean that that is a job in some ways. It pays. Yeah, totally. But I'm I maybe that's why we haven't had this focus because it's like, well, what is anybody's job this season? It's true. <laughs> In seasons past, though, it has been more of a focal point. Like, right, Do you totally. have a job? Do you have a life to go back to? With Colton, there's not a sense there's a lot to go back to. Well, you know what is also interesting is that I think because they are all in such fluid life places right now, like they're young, like some of them kind of like fresh out of college. Yeah. There's completely— uh, we're completely absent of the discussion of would you move here for me, which is often a narrative towards the end here. Totally. Of, would you be willing to go from, you know, wherever to Dallas or wherever to Nashville or wherever to Denver? I'm just naming Bachelor Hubs. It seems like <laughs> it seems like he's moved to LA though. Like he's here a lot. He's been spending the season here. Yeah. So it it just seems like he's not particularly settled. Like someone like, you know, like JoJo and Caitlin and Sean Booth went back to Nashville. Yeah, and, with Rachel and Brian, it was, are we going to do Miami or Dallas? Yeah. What are we doing? And mm-hmm. with Ari, is like, will you come to Arizona? Yeah. Like, all of that. But there's none of that this season. Nope. He's just kind of like, he's without roots. Hopefully one of these gals can help him settle down. Yeah. One final note before we wrap this up. Are you aware of the Colton Underwood and O-Town song that came out this week? You know, we had that exclusive. You did? <laughs> we did. I'm sorry. I didn't credit ET Live. Um, That's okay. I used to love O-Town. I watched Making the Band. Yeah. Because I wanted all or nothing at all. <laughs> and of course, Liquid Dreams. <laughs> Duh. I didn't know they were still around. They are no longer with Ashley Parker Angel, but Colton kind of looks like Ashley Parker Angel. Oh, he sure do. Yeah. I'm just kind of, I was befuddled. I mean, obviously, I'm a Backstreet Boys partisan, having mm. recently gotten to their show. Thank you so I much. I saw your pictures To on Jen Instagram. Souza, my true guardian angel. They are so Shout nice. out to her. The Backstreet Boys? Oh, yes. Complete understatement. Oh. I, so nice. Oh. Really good at being famous. Really good at being gracious. Great singers. Great dancers. Great, 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 great. We prob- love them. Probably the best, the best night I'll have all year. And I was basically sober. I was at wow. a club. Until 2 a.m., wow. essentially sober, just living on living on the adrenaline that comes from being Backstreet Boys proximate. Riding on the BSB high. And yes. I just can't anyway back to O-Town. No, I mean, I, I can live in this world. But like they, I've <laughs> interviewed them before. They, sang, I was wearing a red dress, and A.J. McLean just started singing Lady in Red, and then they all began harmonizing in. Stop and they were it. singing to me. It was unbelievable. What year was this? This was last year. When, What? I what? was at so the, um, <laughs> I think I was on the carpet for Wango Tango or something. Oh, wow. They're just wonderful. I, th- I think that they all completely, like, they've just, they're that type of celebrity where they've been in this business for such a long time that they understand that fame is fleeting and, like, they're very grateful to still have, yes. like, to be having this resurgence yes, and to have still career like, still, period. They're, like, bigger than ever, kind of. Oh. Or, like, they're bigger than they have been in years. And they their new, new album is good. And they just had, um, it's, like, something like, it had been 20 years or something since they'd had. Grammy nomination? Uh, yeah. Yeah, or maybe it was an album in the top. Oh, I sh- I'm a journalist. So I should get my facts right. But yeah, the, uh, yeah. arguably better than ever. They're Kevin, still such good friends. better than ever. Oh, hubba, hubba. No drama. I was in Vegas completely unrelated. I don't know why I didn't go to their show, but I was at Missed Caesars. Out. And they were all just 
all there in the pool together playing what? with their kids together. What? Like, I was just like, they this just love each other. Was, yeah. Nick Carter moved to Las Vegas. I mean, I mean, I mean. I can't believe it. But did you ever watch I Heart Nick Carter? No. It was on VH1. I watched it. Lauren seems awesome. His wife, like, really good for each other. So, bottom line, do you see Colton having a career <laughs> as a boy bander? <laughs> Who benefits more from this, Colton or O-Town? It's a tough call. I think in this I case, O-Town. O-Town. Yeah. I think O-Town. 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 But Colton which perhaps means, artistically benefits. Which just means that Colton should have found a different boy band. It should be equal when, like, we both are like, yeah, O-Town benefits more. Yeah. Yeah. Colton, you know what? Colton, but a new industry for him, learning the ropes. <laughs> It's a really generous one. <laughs> um, I hope he'll be learning the ropes somewhere else next week. Thank you so much for listening. We got fantasy suites to look forward to. And of course, the great fence jump. I'll be back on Thursday with Mark Titus. It's a bachelor party, one shining podcast crossover and uh, more to come. Thank you for listening. And as always, thank you to Lauren Zima and today's sponsors. Juliet, thank you. Thanks again to The Real Real. Own iconic luxury items at unreal values with The Real Real, the leading reseller of authenticated luxury from top designers at up to 90% off retail. Every item is authenticated by The Real Real's team of experts, and new arrivals come in daily. New customers receive an automatic $25 off at checkout. Shop in store, online, or download the app and get 20% off select items with the promo code REAL. TheRealReal.com, promo code REAL, R-E-A-L.